Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the house of the Lord. I'm so happy to see everybody this morning. This morning, our message title is going to be, How Much Fruit Are You Producing? Now, this is a question I want you to ask yourself throughout the message. Make it personal. How much fruit am I producing? Amen? Now, what I wanted us to notice about when we read those scriptures was that it talks about the tree from the roots up. See, your tree and the fruit that you produce is only going to be as healthy as what your roots are tapped into. So we had two scenarios that we read about, right? We read about the one where they trust in man. They trust in themselves. They trust in their flesh, their feelings. Well, that path isn't very good, is it? Because unless if you want to be all dried up and dead and not fruitful, then that's what you'll be. But when you trust in the Lord with all your might, with all your strength, when you put your hope in him, you shall be like a tree. And what I love is that when we're tapped into him, no matter what we're going through, no matter how it may look, we all go through dry times. We all go through times where it just feels like a drought. And it seems like all around you, everybody's green and healthy and doing good. And then it's like you look and you're like, I don't feel like I'm doing that great. But the thing of it is when you're planted and you're rooted in God and you're rooted in his word, even in those dry times, your roots, because you're so deeply rooted in him, those roots will be able to shoot down into the rivers of flowing water. But if you're not tapped into the word of God, then you're going to have shallow roots. And you're not going to be able to get that water that you need when those droughts come. And it will affect you spiritually. So it's very important, guys, that we stay rooted in the word of God. Amen? So I want to talk about three characteristics of fruitful and mature trees. First, we have our roots. And a scripture for that one is Colossians 2, 6 through 7. And it reads as this. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, our Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. You see, saints of God, saying a prayer just isn't enough. You can say a prayer all day, but what are you producing and what are you tapping into? We have already discussed that. What are you, you either tap into the flesh or you tap into God. There, there's no in between. There's no mixture. And to me, it's, it's vital that you have good ground. We can't be hardened. We can't be full of rocks and thorns. We got to be good ground. We got to be stirred up. Because see, if you're hard, then every word that you'll receive, it's just going to lay on the surface and it's going to choke out and die. And I can testify to that because my husband and I, we had to do some replanting at our house. And some of you know what I'm talking about. If you've had a house built, a lot of times when they put like shrubs and they put trees in your yard, they don't even till the soil or nothing. They just dump it in. It don't matter what's around it. They just throw it in. 
and they expect it to grow. Well, as y'all can imagine, like more than half of our bushes died. And Max and I are like, good grief. So, and we didn't know why they were dying. So we went and we bought some new shrubs. And when we dug up the old ones, long and behold, wouldn't you know that all around the shrubs, there was nothing but rocks. And I'm not talking about, you know, the little ones. I'm talking about big rocks, huge rocks. And I looked at Max and I said, well, there's your answer. That's why our shrubs died, because they didn't have any soil. There was nothing or nowhere for their roots to go into. So that's why they didn't survive. It didn't matter how much we watered them. It didn't matter how much sunshine they got. It didn't matter about the outside things. What mattered is was the roots. The roots had nowhere to grow. And so, saints, it's vitally important that we stay rooted and grounded in Christ. It's important that you always have a teachable spirit and that you're always willing to allow the Lord to teach you things because we all have things to learn. It don't matter how long you've been saved, how long you've been walking with God, how long you've been going to church. We all have things to learn, including the one that's talking to you, saints of God. We're always growing. We're always learning. And it's not only important that we stay rooted and grounded in his word, but where's our worship? Where's our worship? Now, I just want to talk about this for a second, okay? I'm on the praise and worship team, and I love it. It's the most amazing thing in the world to be used by God to come up in here and usher in God's presence. I don't take it for granted. And what I love about worship is, see, we all go through stuff throughout the week. And if we're not in the word of God and we're not worshiping, your ground's going to get hard. You're going to get rocks. You're going to get weeds. You're going to get thorns. And what I love about worship is, see, worship is like God coming in and tilling that soil. That's him getting that, that stuff out, that stress and all that turmoil and all the things that you've been going through all week, all those rock, rocky places. But see, the problem is some saints, they don't want to show up for worship. They just want to show up for the word of God. They'll roll in right when the pastor's about to preach. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with coming to get a word of God. We all need to hear the word of God. But the thing of it is, if you're coming in without a heart of worship and you're not getting in his presence, what's happened is you're coming to church and your heart is hardened and pastor's given you a word and it may be excellent seed. But the thing of it is, if your heart is hard and your ground is hardened, all that seed's going to do is lay on the top and the enemy's just going to snatch it right off of you. And it's not going to take root because your ground is not fertile and it's not uh, soiled up. Amen? So it's vital, saints. I can't express it any more than that. We have to walk in his ways only and not in our ways. We have to lean on him. We have to not only be hearers of his word, but we got to be doers of it. Amen? Our second one is, our second characteristic, is pruning. And those verses are from John 15. Now, I'm going to read one through four, but up here only has one through two. So you're more than welcome. If you want to turn in your Bible, you can. Um, but it says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes 
that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, says the Lord, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now that's Jesus speaking. That's red. So it's vital that we abide in him. We can't be fruitful on our own. Amen? And I wanted to talk about pruning. Now, I know that we're familiar with the pruning of the branches, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but there was something else that I studied and I read as I was preparing this message. And I don't know if you've all ever noticed. I'm going to talk about the bark of the tree for a minute. Have you all ever noticed the crepe myrtles around here, how sometimes their bark peels? And it just kind of, it looks gross. It, it almost looks diseased, and it's just hanging there. And you almost want to come, and you almost want to just pull it off. And for the life of me, I could never understand why that happens. The tree looks fruitful. The tree looks good, but the bark looks sick. So God put that in my mind as I was studying this, and so I wanted to look up why is it that the bark on the trunk peels like that. And you know the reason? The reason is that as that tree matures, that layer of bark thickens, and it has to peel off because there's no stretching. In other words, it can't go into the next season because there's no room for growth. So that tree has to get rid of that old bark. It's like stripping off your old nature. It's like new wineskin. You, you, you can't pour new wine into old wineskin. And just like when you grow in the Lord, there's just some things that you're just going to have to leave behind you. And you're going to have to let God tear it off of you, saints of God. Because if you hang on to it, you're not going to be able to grow. It's going to hinder you, and it's going to keep you from growing. And yes, I know it's not very pleasant when God starts peeling you back, but it's vital, saints of God. It's vital that we grow with him. We need that because that's not going to help us. That old stuff, it's just weight. It's not going to help us. So now we can go into the branches because that adds up to the branches. So branches have to be pruned if you want to have optimal fruit. There's no way around it. If you plant a tree and you never prune it, then no light or air can get to the branches. And what can happen is sometimes when people have a fruit tree, they think, well, I don't need to prune it. It'll be okay. Just let it grow. Just let nature take its course. Let it grow. But what can happen with a tree is that sometimes the branches will grow in crooked. And they, they grow in sideways. And what happens is, is that it can sometimes choke out the good branches. And another thing of it is, too, is that even if it does produce fruit, there's not enough light getting to all the fruit. So what happens is you may have a branch that's just loaded with fruit. And to the naked eye, it may look like, wow, that's a real fruitful branch right there. This must be a very healthy tree. But if you were to walk up closely and you were to pull that branch down and you were to look at the fruit, you would see that the fruit is bruised and that it is rotten. And the reason why, again, saints, is because no air or light can get into that fruit. So even though there's some fruit on there, it's mixed. 
it's mixed. And that's what happens when we don't allow God to prune us and we don't allow him to rid of things in us that are holding us back is that we can get mixture. We start compromising. We start saying, oh, well, God, I, I look fruitful, so it's okay. I can ignore that stuff that you showed me. It'll be okay. It will go away. No, it won't. God doesn't show you things just so that you can just smile and say, oh, whatever, and walk away from it. He shows you things so that you can submit to him and allow him to prune it from you, saints of God. But it's a choice. We can be stubborn and not allow him to prune us, but the problem is your fruit's not going to be as healthy. And one of the things that I read about pruning is that if you're not continually pruned, you may have bountiful fruit for one season, but then the next season, your fruit will be small and puny. And it's vital. It's vital. We need God's light to shine on us. He needs to strip us of things. We need his light. We need his light to show us what things need to change and what things don't. We need him to breathe on us and bring life into us. And we can't have that life if we're bombarded by things twisting in and choking us out. So it is vitally important, saints of God. Which leads me to my third one. Third characteristic is fruit. Matthew 12, 33 says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Now, you may be asking, well, how do we know if we have good or bad fruit? Well, I can give you a great place to go to. You can go to Galatians 5, chapter 5, 19 through 23. It tells you right there the difference between the good fruit and the bad fruit. See, the bad fruit is the works of your flesh. And if you're operating in hatred and jealousy and anger, selfishness and you're envious and you're mean and cantankerous, then that's bad fruit. That's fruit of the flesh. But if you want to know how to be fruitful and have good fruit, then you have to operate in the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you're not operating in those, then you may want to take a recheck of your fruit. Because it doesn't take much to spoil the basket of fruit. If you have a piece, if you have an area in your life that's rotten, that's not good, and you just leave it and you don't allow the Lord to expose it and remove it, it's going to continue to fester. And then what's going to happen is it's going to affect the other fruit. It's going to affect your love. It's going to affect your joy. It's going to affect your peace. It's going to affect your kindness. And eventually, if you continue to ignore it, What's going to happen is, yeah, you'll end up being a mixture, but then you'll end up having bad fruit because there's, there's no, you can't have both. You're either good fruit or you're bad fruit. There's no mixture here, saints of God. And as children of the Lord, there should never be mixture. Yeah, we all have stuff, saints, and I'm not talking about you missed the mark somewhere. I'm talking about a deliberate lifestyle. You, you just know there's some things you, you need to let go of. You know there's certain people and there's certain things that, that you're believing in that you know are not of God, but you justify it. It's time that we stop justifying and start turning to God and saying, okay, God, what is it that you want out of my life? What is it that I need to do so that I can be more fruitful for you? Because, saints of God, it's only through him that we can bear fruit. 
It's only through him. There's no mixture. And I remember that Jesus said that in Revelation 3.15 that he'd rather you be hot or cold. For lukewarm, he will vomit you out of his mouth. Now, guys, that's pretty strong. And what that reminds me of, and I'll share this with you, I love fruit, and I love oranges. And orange is a good example to use because sometimes with the orange, you can't always tell what it looks like on the inside. You know what I mean? And I hate, oh my gosh, I hate so much when I want an orange, okay? And I go into the store, and it looks beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's plump. It looks juicy. You know, not a bruise, not a scar. And you're like, ooh, this is going to be good, right? So you go, you buy your orange, okay? You pay your money for that orange, thinking you're going to have something good to eat. And sometimes if you really want it, you'd be peeling it in the car. You don't even wait till you get home, right? So you peel in that orange, and you're like, oh, yeah. There is nothing that stinks more than when you open that orange and you take a bite out of that orange, and it is dry, and it is flavorless. Oh, my gosh, I can't stand that. That is so gross. That is so gross. And I'm like, y'all ought to see my face because I make some faces. And I'm like, ugh, like what in the world is wrong with this orange? And you look at it and you think, how can something that looks so pretty, that looks so fruitful, be dead as a doornail, dry as a bone, and have no life in it? So I got to ask, how do we look to Christ? When he looks at you, is, your, is it just your outer exterior looks good and fruitful, or are you fruitful on the inside? Because, saints of God, I can imagine that he probably feels the same way we do in the natural about fruit when we eat it. If it makes you want to vomit when you put a bad, nasty piece of fruit in your mouth, how do you think that makes God feel? And the thing of it is, you paid for that fruit, but you know what? Jesus paid for your life. He gave up his life. He paid the full and ultimate price that we could never pay back. And how dare us, how dare us look fruitful. And he comes and he's hungry and he comes to try to eat off your life. And there's either no fruit, and you all know what happened to that fig tree, right? Yeah, that thing got cursed, right? Look, look, Jesus wasn't playing. He walked up to that fig tree and that thing, it was looking all green. And he was excited, you know, and he walks up to it, and there's no figs. There's not even one fig on there. And it's the same thing with even if you do have some fruit, but if it's not good, if it's not healthy, if it's not full of goodness and love and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, if it's not full of God's Holy Spirit, then I'm here to tell you, you need to get rid of that fruit in the name of Jesus. You need to give it over to the Lord. You need to repent. You need to say, you know what, God, I see that area in my life. And, Lord, I want you to change me. I want you to prune those areas. I'm willing to do whatever I got to do to get rid of that area because he doesn't want you to continue carrying that, saints of God, because it will affect other areas of your life. It will metastasize if you don't deal with it. It's like a disease. Those worms travel. And if you have a worm in one piece of fruit and you don't remove it from the others, guess what? That worm's going to go visiting all the other pieces of fruit, and then it's going to be rotten. You're going to have a basket of rotten, dried-out, worm-infested fruit. So, (laughs) I know. Hey, look, at least y'all won't be hungry hearing this, right? I won't be hearing stomachs rumbling, so that's (laughs) good. 
<laughs> That's a good thing. But honestly, saints of God, you know, when you think about it, when you think about how much you hate that dried out fruit, how much it turns your stomach, how disappointing. Don't you feel disappointed? You feel ripped off. You're like thinking, why did I pay for you? You know, I mean, seriously, let's be real. Why did I pay for you? Why did I even bother with you? You're nasty. You know, you just want to throw it out. But what I love about God is he never throws us away. He sees the value in us, guys, even when we don't see it ourselves. But we have to be willing to allow him, saints of God, to remove that in us. Because as long as we stay depending upon ourselves or depending upon other people, we're not going to be able to grow. And one of the things that God dropped in my spirit, and he gave me this word, gosh, several years ago. And I feel like I can talk about this because it does relate to our fruit. You see, I grew up in church, and I thought I was a good Christian because, you know, I went to church. Look at me. Aren't I great? But the thing of it is, is that, yeah, Sunday I would show up late. Every Sunday I was late. But I showed up, so I still felt good about myself. I'm like, hey, I'm here. So God should be happy with me, right? And what I didn't understand was God wasn't pleased. Because what he was looking at was my heart. See, I was going to church because that was the thing to do. I didn't understand what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus. I didn't understand what it meant to be fruitful. I thought just showing up to church made me fruitful. I really believed that. And what happened to me was that I looked like I was saved. I looked like that orange. I looked good. But when you peeled me open, I was all dried out. I had nothing to give anybody. I had nothing to give to the Lord. I was just dried out. There was no life. There, there was nothing good in me. And I remembered one day I, I was praying to the Lord, and God's, God was dealing with me for a while about my behavior and my lukewarmness. And, you know, of course, you know how we are. We, we tend to sometimes try to argue with God, which is kind of stupid because you will never win that argument. But we're stubborn, you know, so I'm giving him my argument back. And I'm like, well, Lord, you know, I'm going to church. I've been showing up on time lately. I mean, I, can you give me a break? Like, I mean, come on, man. I'm doing you a favor. I mean, really, I was that blind spiritually that I honestly believed that that was good enough for God. And God had been speaking to me for a while about leaving a ministry that I was in because that ministry that I was in was going under, and I didn't know it at the time, but God knew. And he knew the potential he had in me. And, but I didn't, again, I didn't. So I'm staying in that church, but God kept speaking to me, you need to move, you need to move. And I'm like, no, I like it here. I know everybody, I got my seat. Nobody sits in that seat other than me, you know. I like that, I, you know, I've always been a stickler for stuff like that. I don't like change, you know. So I was comfort in my zone. And as I was praying, God started revealing that stuff to me. And I'll never forget it. I was looking out my window, and the apartment that we lived in had these big, beautiful trees. And I was looking at this tree, and there was this little squirrel just climbing up the tree. And I was just looking up in that tree, and I just remember thinking, wow, that is a beautiful tree. 
And God spoke to my heart, and he said, that's what I want you to look like. And the first, I'm like, huh? What do you mean I'm a human being? What do you mean? I can't look like a tree. I mean, seriously, this is what I was asking him. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I want to uproot you, and I want to plant you in an open field so that you can grow to your fullest potential. So again, I'm sitting there thinking to himself, okay, you want to uproot me, huh? So I said, well, God, if I'm already a tree, what's it matter? And he spoke to my heart, and he said, well, he said, the problem with you is you're a potted tree. Now, let me talk to you about a potted tree for a minute. All right, now I do have one in my house. I can, I can really tell you clearly about it. See, potted trees are cute. I mean, they are. They're cute. That little tree I got, it's adorable. I love it. It graces my home. You know, it's the first thing that greets you when you walk in the door. It's cute. It's welcoming. But the problem with a potted tree, first of all, their roots are very shallow. Those roots only have so far they can grow, and there's only so many nutrients that it can receive. With a potted tree, a potted tree is dependable upon everybody else to take care of it. It can't take care of itself. And I'll tell you what, that tree that I got, that thing's temperamental. I told Max, I said, I need to, like, put some oil on that tree because I think it's got bipolar because it's like, seriously, like, if you don't water it enough, then it's all wilting and it looks nasty. But then if you overwater it, then you get gnats. And I'm like, really? Like, it's so finicky and it's so picky. And what that reminds me of is that reminds me of people that, that said the prayer, but they're not allowing the Lord to have his way fully in their lives. And see, what happens is when you're walking like that, you're very sensitive. The least little thing will make you leave the church. If they're not singing your favorite song, you're mad. You got an attitude. Well, I guess this isn't the church for me. And you walk out and leave. Or if somebody doesn't smile or hug you, you get offended. You're easily offended. It doesn't take much to make you wilt. It doesn't take much for you to die. And see, saints of God, we're not to be potted trees. God doesn't want you to be a potted tree because the thing with a potted tree is there's only so big you can get and there's only so much you can grow. And we're forever growing in Christ, or we should be. And the potted tree, you can only go so far. And once you reach that limitation, that's it. And the bad thing about a potted tree, too, is that there's no fruit on it. It looks pretty. It looks green but it's lukewarm. You can't come and eat off of it. And with a potted tree as well is that if you were to plant it outside, it probably wouldn't survive. Because see, a potted tree, they can't survive temperature changes. Now see, we go through, as saints of God, we go through some changes, don't we? We go through some seasons. There are some seasons that you feel like you've been in winter forever. There are some seasons where you feel like you're in the worst drought you've ever experienced. So you, just, you just moan. You can't even get a prayer out because you feel so dry that all you can do is moan. But see, saints of God with a potted tree, they can't survive that. It, it will break them, and they'll just turn away. And see, as a tree that's firmly rooted, no matter what's going on, no matter how dry your season is, no matter how bad your winter is, you will always blossom. You will always be fruitful. Why? Because your roots are deep 
and rooted into the word of God. They're not shallow. It's, it's not where if a little gust of wind blows, you fall over and die. You're rooted in him. So the winds can come. The droughts can come. The blizzards can come. Everything can try to come and latch on to you. But as long as you're rooted in him, saints of God, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. And what God had to help me to understand was that, yeah, I was going to church, whoop-de-doo. But what God had to help me to understand was that my relationship with him, my walk with him was so much more than that. He had so much more he wanted to do in my life that as long as I stayed where I was, as long as I stayed in that comfort zone, as long as I relied on other people, to, to determine how I was going to be spiritually, I wasn't going to be able to be all who he called me to be. Now, was it easy to get out of that pot? No. No, it wasn't. I, I was fighting God. I, I, of course, I lost, as you all know, because I'm here. But <laughs> I tried. I tried giving them my reasons. But you know what, saints of God, at some point in our lives, it is a choice. And at some point in our lives, we have to make that decision. Are we going to continue to argue with God? Are we going to continue to just fight with him and deny it? Or are we going to say, you know what, God, you're right. I need to change that. I need to be uprooted somewhere else because I'm not able to grow where I am right now. This isn't the right place. It may be people in your life. It may be a job that you're on. I don't know, but there may be somewhere in your life that you feel like you're stuck in a pot. But he doesn't want you to be in the pot, saints of God. He wants you to be big. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants to prune you, saints of God. Pruning don't feel good. Trust me, it don't. And sometimes when he prunes you hard, <laughs> yeah, you feel just empty. But saints of God, when he comes and he fills you back up, Man, and that spring comes again, and that fruit is so much stronger and more vibrant and full of juice and full of flavor that it makes it well worth the wait, saints of God. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Don't allow the things in this life to allow you to depend on your flesh. Don't go there. Because if you think that you're feeling dry now when you're tapping into God, whoo, you tap into your flesh, it's really going to get dry. And and you're not going to have anything to hang on to, saints of God. So I just want to encourage you with that. Just continue. Continue studying his word. Continue worshiping. I know sometimes it's it's hard to get up a little earlier. And trust me, I can talk about it. I'm not a morning person. But you know what? I'm so glad I'm part of the praise and worship team. Because I'm able to receive that seed. I'm able to receive that word with good ground. And because of that, I'm able to bear more fruit because I'm getting that nutrients that I need. But when I was coming to church and I wasn't worshiping, I would come in right before the pastor would preach. And I was wondering, well, why am I not growing? I'm at church. I'm hearing the word of God. But the thing of it is, I wasn't really hearing it. I was kind of going in one ear and out the other, basically. There was a seed planted and it got taken away because my heart wasn't right. My heart was hardened. And saints of God, we all need worship. We all go through stuff. We all have areas he's forever peeling back. And all of us, trust me, I've got mine too. And he's been exposing things in me lately that I need to get rid of. He's been exposing things in me that I need to let go of. 
And as some of you all may have known that when I opened up um, a few weeks ago, I shared that I struggled with depression again. And God revealed that to me. He said, Erica, why are you going back? Why are you going back to that mentality? I delivered you from that. So I'm here to ask you, why are you going back to certain mentalities that you know are no good for you? That you know only produce death. That you know that hinders your fruit. Why do we do that, saints of God? And I'm, I'm asking myself this, but it's something to ponder upon. Why do we keep doing that? Because that's, that's not what God wants. And that depression was nothing but branches that were dead and weighing me down. That's all it was. But for whatever reason, I wasn't allowing God to prune me the way he needed to. I wanted to hide it. I wanted to justify. See, that's what gets us in trouble. A lot of times we want to justify and explain our case. But the thing of it is, well, God, that don't impress him. That's not a good enough answer because you know what? When we leave this earth and we stand before him, we're going to have to give him an answer. And you're going to have to tell the truth. He knows everything. You can't lie to him. You can't fool him like you could fool somebody else. There's, there's no lying with him, saints of God. And we have to be honest with ourselves. It may not feel good. And when God revealed to me that I was struggling with that again, to be honest with you, at first I felt ashamed. Because I said, God, how could I do that? How, how could I go back there again? I know better than that. And I, I really did. I beat myself up. And it was like God said to me, just repent and let me carry the load. Let me prune you. Let me remove those past hurts. Let me remove those fears. Let me remove those hurts. Let me remove that tiredness that you've been feeling. Let me remove that lack that you may be feeling. Let me remove those dry places. Let me remove that fruit that isn't as fruitful as it should be. And I had to allow him because if I didn't allow him to do it, then I would just fall further and further and further. And what happens is just like in the tree in the natural, if you don't prune those roots, then what's going to happen is they're going to get infected with pests, worms, disease. And what's going to happen is if it doesn't get pruned, then it's going to get into the, the bark and into the um, trunk of the tree. And if you don't get rid of it and expose it and deal with it, guess where it's going to go? It's going to go down in your roots and you're going to get root rot. And that's, that's not a place that we want to be, saints of God. So I want to encourage you. This is all that I have. I hope it was a blessing to you. I don't have any more. <laughs> um, praise God. Praise God. But um, just be encouraged, saints of God. And just remember that even if you're going through winter right now and you're going through a drought, don't allow the enemy to convince you to turn away from God. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Don't turn your back on him, saints of God. Keep tapping into it. Keep digging in his word until you feel watered. And trust me, there are times I read my word and there are times I walk away feeling like I got nothing. But the thing of it is, God doesn't always speak to you immediately. We have to be patient and we just have to trust that he's got us. We have to trust that if he planted us out in the open, 
that he's going to provide everything that we need. We may not feel like it, saints of God, but see, we don't see what goes on underneath. Underneath all them layers, we don't, we don't see all that. But saints of God, I just want to encourage you. And don't worry when he starts peeling things off of you, when he starts pruning you. It may look kind of grim, and you may feel yucky, and you may feel bad, but don't beat yourself up over it. Instead, repent. Tell the Lord, say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I allowed myself to go back to that. I'm sorry that I didn't listen to you here, that I missed the mark there. I'm sorry. Because, see, saints of God, as long as we're in a continual heart of repentance, that opens the Holy Spirit to have free reign to prune us. But if we're not humble and we're not open and we're not willing and we just allow the heaviness of life and the things that we've gone through or we're going through, it's going to weigh us down. It's going to weigh us down. So I just want to encourage you. I don't know where you stand. When I look out, I see fruitful trees. But if you've been struggling, if you've been in the pot for a while, you feel that God's calling you out. And it may not even be necessarily what you're doing is bad. Let me put some emphasis on that. Sometimes we can be doing something excellent, but if it's not according to God's will, it's wrong. So let me encourage you with that. Maybe you've been doing something that you believe is good and you believe that God is pleased, and it may be a good thing, but if it's not what God has called you to do, it can hinder you from walking in what he's called you to be. Don't allow anything don't allow anyone. Young people, I'm talking to you. Don't allow your friends or other people to dictate who you are. Find your identity in Christ. Follow him. Believe in him. If he says he's called you to do something, believe in him. Don't worry about what people say. Because there will always be people that will try to dissuade you. Because that's how the enemy works. He doesn't want you to be fruitful. He wants you to stay in the pot. He wants you to be unfruitful. He wants you to be rotten. But saints of God, we got to choose to continue going after Christ. We got to choose to continue being fruitful. We got to choose to continue going through those three characteristics. Having strong, firm roots. Being pruned continually. And being fruitful. And having good fruit. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.